All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest in Future Titan today, I'm so excited, Kyle Whistle, all the way from beautiful San Diego, California. Kyle, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Thank you so much. It's been a long time in the making, dude, so we're going to have some fun today. <laughs> I am so excited for this one, uh, and I really can't wait to just dive into a series of questions. Everybody out there who's listening or watching in the Titan Nation live with us or after the fact, just to get to know you a little bit better, Kyle, personally and professionally, and, and what you do and how you do it. So uh, I guess without further ado, let's just jump in, starting with the first question, which is telling everybody just a little bit about yourself. Well, I got some sweet new blue blockers. That's that's pretty much all you need to know. I've, uh, I just had a new agent join my team and he was he's wearing them. He's like swears by them. I was like, all right, dude, I'll get a pair. And I've only had them a couple days now, but I swear by the end of the day, I feel a lot better. Like wow. I feel like I have more energy, which seems crazy. Yeah. But in theory, if my eyes are squinting all day staring at a screen, that's taking energy and I'm not wasting that energy. So I don't know if it's a coincidence that wow. I've just had two really good days in a row, but I'm going to roll with these bad boys for the foreseeable future. Love it, man. Love it. Anybody out yeah. there, links in the comments down below. That, that's some good stuff. <laughs> Anything we can do to save ourselves, our eyes are super important, no doubt, Kyle, especially all sure. the screen time. But uh, yeah, so let everybody know kind of who you are, where you're from, what you do, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Kyle Whistle. I run Whistle Realty Group at EXP Realty in San Diego, California. Uh, we have multiple teams or multiple locations across the city. Uh, we currently have 40 agents and we have 15 admin staff. Um, last year, we finished out around 357 transactions, 190 million. This year, we should finish north of 400 transactions um, and somewhere in that 250 to 300 million range. Wow. Um, by the time all is said and done this year, uh, I'm married. I have a little four-year-old daughter at home. It's the love of my life. Um, we have a couple of dogs and we have pet pigs, um, which is something that's kind of unique. We also run a nonprofit pig rescue um, wow. for all the people to go out and get their little like mini micro teacup whatever pigs um, that they think are going to be 20 pounds and they end up being 200 pounds. And so we have a five acre ranch that we bought that we uh, run the nonprofit out of. Wow. And, and so for the nonprofit specific, is there a link or for people to get more information on that at all? Um, yeah. If you want info, just go to it's Penelope's purpose, okay. Penelope's purpose, just find the Facebook page. That's where most of our content and stuff is at. So if you want to follow some of the pigs and their adventures, or you want to sponsor a pig um, and help feed them and, know that they will never be killed uh, and eaten. These pigs will be loved on for the rest of their life. So awesome. um, this is facebook.com slash Penelope's Purpose. Um, and you can check that out. Awesome. Well, for sure. And we'll have links in the comments down below as always, everybody. But Kyle, I want to dive into to you a little bit deeper on the professional side. So obviously the, the list of accolades that you had had thrown out there, being number one in you know the city in the area of, of San Diego, California is not easy to do. And, and there's so many um, opportunities for people to learn and grow from somebody of your knowledge and expertise. So before we kind of get into that end, I guess I want to rewind a little bit. What got you into real estate in the first place? What was the path? You know, why? Right. I yeah. mean, and then what led you up to today with the yeah, team? For sure. that way? 
Um, I hated real estate my whole life growing up. Um, my dad was in commercial real estate wow. and he was a you know top producer on the commercial side of things and he crushed. He did a ton of business. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that business took priority over me. Um, so growing up as a kid, I wasn't always a big fan of real estate. I associated that with him showing up late or missing a game or whatever the case may be. Wow. Um, so never, ever had any aspirations of getting into real estate as all as a kid. Hmm. Um, while I was in college, I went to UCSD here in San Diego while I was going to school. My dad kept saying, you need to buy a house, you need to buy a house, you need to buy a house. I was like, dad, I'm scooping popcorn at a movie theater. I can't afford a house. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can. Well, you have good credit. We'll just put your name on there. Uh, as long as you have good credit, they'll give you a loan. And I mean, no joke. It's like, here's a mirror, fog it. And they gave me like a half a million dollar loan for a property. Wow. Um, sold it three months later. I netted $17,000. Hmm. I had also recently received a nickel an hour raise at the movie theater. Um, so I'm kind of sitting at like 17,000 nickel, <laughs> 17,000 nickel, like, all right, dad, let's, uh, let's talk about this real estate thing. Wow. Um, so that was kind of how I got into it. Um, okay. initially I worked with him on the commercial side, mostly <laughs> selling apartment buildings. Um, also did some retail, uh, and a lot of what we were doing was selling apartment buildings to people who would gut them and convert them to condos and sell them off individually. Wow. Um, and that was a, a really, really sweet honey hole here in San Diego for a while. Hmm. And eventually there were uh, not enough apartments to go around anymore. The city started freaking out because people would initially convert like an eight unit building and they'd make a million bucks. And then they'd convert like a 20 unit building and they'd make like 2 million bucks. Wow. And before you knew it, they were converting 200 unit buildings and 500 unit buildings. Hmm. And the city kind of freaked out because there was, they were running out of apartments. And so oh. they essentially shut down condo conversions. Hmm. And this was right around the same time that all the foreclosure stuff was happening. Okay. And so all of my investors on the commercial side were looking around and saying like, well, I can't buy these apartment buildings anymore. If I can't convert them to condos, the numbers don't make sense. What about these foreclosure listings? What about these short sale listings? And I started to look around and I was like, oh gosh, this girl has 400, you know, uh, foreclosures or REOs. This guy's got 300 short sales. Like this commercial thing has been cool, but like I was in my early twenties and mm -hmm. I'd close like a deal a quarter and they were big checks, right? I mean, $50,000 checks. But when you're in your early twenties and you get $50,000 checks, you rarely make smart decisions with that money. Um, so it's, I was like, this has been cool, but like these guys are literally closing like a deal a day. That's, that's more my speed. Wow. Um, and so I made the decision at that point, this was like 2008 to branch out from dad, start my own thing on the residential side. Hmm. And I dove immediately into short sales, um, cause those were pretty easy to pick up right out of the gate. Hmm. Um, and then at the same time really did a lot, um, of, you know, working relationships with asset managers going to the different, you know, REO conferences, connecting with people, you know, exchanging relationships. Cause in that industry, people exchange relationships like baseball cards. It's like, Hey, I got a, I got a Fannie Mae contact. Oh, I got a bank of America contact. Cool. I'll introduce you to my Fannie Mae. If you introduced me to your bank of America, like that was the game back then. Um, mm -hmm. and so we did that for a number of years. Um, and then that started to fade out. And so just had to pivot from that point and then really just pivoted over to, true traditional residential real estate um it's, we went really hard on video we've been cranking out thousands of videos over the last five plus years wow. um and then doing a lot of you know community and farming type stuff and we've been number one team in the county now for six straight years so 
we really never, you know, skipped a beat when we shifted from, um, you know, from distressed over to traditional real estate. So it's been really fun. Wow, Kyle. I, I mean, I can't wait to, to dive into that portion too. Uh, you know, really talking about video and, and technical application for real estate professionals, because that's something that so many people really need to understand better. Uh, you know, no doubt. But again, that's a beautiful story for people to really understand, you know, who you are and what you came from. And then obviously the steps to take it to where you are today, which is, which is wonderful. The next question will really kind of unveil a little bit more into the depth of you, which is the why question. So mm -hmm. this is really what drives you and motivates you every day, gets you out of bed and excited to do what you do to the level you do it at. What are your, what are your drivers, Kyle? What are your whys? Yeah, I mean, my true why stemmed, my mom passed away, I think it's been like 11 years now. Um, and so she went through cancer and then went through the whole hospice thing. And so there was a couple months where like I would go over to her house every day and take care of her. But I like literally got to see my mom on her deathbed. Hmm. And a lot of us haven't ever seen that before, like hmm. seeing somebody laying in the bed that you know they're going to die in, right? And when you actually see that and it's, it's somebody you love and you stare at that bed every day, you start to think about, well, there's... God willing, right? I, hopefully we all die in a bed, right? And mm -hmm. around our family and our home um, and not some other way. Um, so there's going to be a day, hopefully, that I'm laying in that bed, right? And when I'm laying in that bed, like, what are the thoughts that I want to be going through my head? Mm -hmm. And like, the last thing I ever want is to be in that bed thinking about like, man, I wish I would have pushed harder with this. I wish I would have tried that. Like, I wish I would have, would have, would have, would have. Like, mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be in that bed with those thoughts. And I essentially look at my bed every night that same way. I don't wow. ever want to lay in my bed at night and think to myself like, man, I wish I would have, you know, made that extra dial or knocked that extra door or, you know, uh, wish I would have followed up with that person or I wish I would have tried something new, right? Like I, I don't ever want to be in that scenario where I'm thinking about that as I'm trying to go to sleep. So my thing is I just leave it all on the table every day. I have an obsession with getting better. Um, I'm, I tell my team two things. One, I can't fix something if I don't know it's broken. So I would rather you tell me a thousand things I'm doing wrong than one thing I'm doing right. Like I need that. Um, and, and I don't need the accolades. I don't need the pat on the back. Like if I get off stage, like, and I, I go back in the green room, I'm like, all right, how can I get better? Like, I don't, I don't want you to tell me like, great job, dude, you killed it. Like, cool. All right. But what could I do better? Like, it's an obsession for me. Um, like when my agents there, they get upset. I talked to an agent yesterday and he was like, Hey, this isn't working and this isn't working. I was like, dude, I love these conversations where mm -hmm. like most people, those conversations, they, they don't want to hear it. They, they just want everything to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. And they don't even want to hear where they're making mistakes, where they're screwing up. But like, I love those conversations wow. because when you tell me what's not working, like challenge accepted, let me go fix it. Let me make it better. Um, mm -hmm. so like one of our core values is grow or die. And so that's something that I kind of live by is I've, I've always got to be growing. It's always got to be improving, um, whether that's, you know, personal family business, always got to be growing. Wow. I, Kyle, but that, that really explains a lot to everybody out there who doesn't know you deeply um, or has had the pleasure of being around you for their lifetime. Uh, you know, it really just explains how you're able to accomplish what you're able to accomplish and continually moving forward and improving and looking at the, uh, criticism is constructive criticism. And, and um, I agree with you. I think most people, they're a little bit nervous to throw a critique out there because they don't want to offend somebody. They don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But in true reality, like you said, if you don't know what's wrong, how are you going to fix it? 
and exactly. uh, I think that those are words to live by above and beyond. And I love the fact that you're looking at that in every aspect of your life. You're not just looking at it from a business standpoint. And, um, you know, being the best version of yourself is going to help you accomplish all of those goals throughout your life, personally and professionally. And I think that that's a beautiful representation for everybody who's watching or listening from a true professional. And that's, it speaks volumes all the way through and through, Kyle. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I do want to go into kind of what everybody considers the meat or one of the really valuable questions through these interview series of Titans, which is the uh, feeding of the mind portion, how the Titans are growing their business or how they've scaled over time. So this third question is, if you could look back at your business thus far, Kyle, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next. And I know you were speaking a little bit earlier about video, but please open that door, whatever you'd want to share with the audience, whoever's growing or trying to grow and scale, what, what would you advise them for? I mean, the number one thing is you got to have a badass CRM. I mean, that, that literally is the hub of your business. That's your everything. Um, so you've got to have a killer system. There's so many good ones out there. Um, I see people all the time like, well, what about this one versus that one? Yes. What about this one versus that one? Yes. Like, just pick one, okay? Like, no matter which one you pick, this one's going to have this feature, this one doesn't. But then this one has this feature and this one doesn't. Like, you could literally rack your brain and kill yourself trying to figure out which one to go with. Just pick one. Most of you watching right now or listening, your brokerage provides you one. Just mm -hmm. use that one. Like, you don't need to go spend money. If your brokerage provides you one and it's good, just roll with it. Um, but the key is you got to commit to it. You really got to take the time to learn it inside and out. Don't just like, oh, they gave me one. Okay, well, let me just play around with it. Like take the trainings, like learn everything that it's capable of. Learn, you know, what are the automations that are built in? What kind of, you know, integrations are there? Um, you know, what can I do with this thing? And then build a plan, dive in and execute on that plan. Um, with the CRM, I mean, the, there's something, the more you put into them, the more you're going to get out of them. And the, the leap year that we had, the first time we had a big one where we 3X, we went from 82 to 242 deals. Wow. And it was because we had implemented Boomtown that year. Okay. And now all of our, our team, our lenders, everybody's communicating in a single platform. Mm -hmm. And there was you know a lot of built-in follow-up campaigns and we were tracking everything that we were doing. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would be the number one piece of advice is you know, just pick a CRM and just go all in. You gotta just go all in. Um, and everything you do, log it. Like I, I had a call yesterday with a guy, it was a referral from Minnesota hmm. and like these virtual listing presentations, they're freaking weird. Um, but I had had a conversation with the guy and in my notes, I had a note that he runs like a Christmas wreath business. Hmm. And so because I had that note, we were able to start the conversation off and talk a little bit about that. And we talked for like five, six minutes on that. And that like allowed one, it showed him that I listened to that first conversation and now it allowed us to like reestablish that rapport and then worry about the business stuff from there. So Love make it. sure you're logging all that, all those little details about what somebody does. And, and I remembered how many wreaths he said he makes per year and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, Oh wow. You said you make like a million a year, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. And that means I got 3000 jingle bells and we went on and on about it. Like wow. when you can remember those little details or you remember their dog's name is fluffy or their kid is two years old and, his name's Benjamin and, and they watched Benjamin Button and that's how they named him, like whatever, right? When you can remember those little details, like that's, that'll lock you into somebody for life. Um, so really make sure you leverage your CRM, um, both for, you know, getting leads into it, lead conversion, and then, you know, follow up after closing too. 
um, because now you've got a system that you can utilize to communicate pe with people for life. Um, because you know, if you ask any good agent, their top three lead sources are going to include their database and referrals from their database mm -hmm. every time, right? Which would include right. your past clients. Like that's always going to be two of everybody's top three lead sources. Any good agent out there, that's what it's going to be. Well, guess what lives in your CRM, right? Is your database, right? And the referral partners and all that. So uh, that would be my best advice if you're watching this or listening right now. Oh, Kyle, I think that's super great. And again, there's so many people that are constantly struggling to find the perfect CRM, as you stated. And uh, it's that adage of there, there's no such thing as the best CRM. I guess the best CRM is the one that you use, but you take it a step further. If you're going to use it, learn it and really understand every little detail to maximize what you can get out of it, whatever that CRM may be. You had mentioned Boomtown. There's, there's a lot of great CRMs, but uh, you got to use it. You got to implement it. Otherwise it's useless, <laughs> honestly, totally. um, at the end of the day. And I think that's really, really great because as everybody knows, who's watching or listening, as Kyle stated, this is, this is a relationship business. It's about people and remembering those details and, and the family and, and the, the, the changes in someone's lives. I mean, that touches and that connects and it's, that's what you're doing. You're connecting with people and you're serving them in the best possible way, obviously with real estate attached. So uh, great stuff, Kyle. Absolutely love, love, love that. Um, I do want to shift gears on this particular interview, and this is the tricky part. It's the challenge question. Now, you had already mentioned uh, a pretty crazy challenge. I could only imagine what you're going through with your mom. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, no matter what happens in our lives, positive or negative, they make us who we are. And I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but what we learn and how we can respond and then share with others that really makes a difference and not to downplay pain or sorrow, but um, really just to share. So if you're comfortable, Kyle, sharing a personal or professional challenge you dealt with, you overcame, became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I'll share one from this year. Uh, we landed an account and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave names out of this, but we'll, we landed an account with probably one of the most sought after accounts in real estate today, right? In 2019 and 2020, there's one mm -hmm. account that everybody wants and it's the Holy grail. Um, and we got the account and we didn't do as good of a job as, as they had hoped. Um, we wow. made some mistakes on it and we, we built up a huge team. I think we had 15 people on this team and had, you know, added office space and bought a ton of equipment. And I mean, it was a huge financial investment. And we didn't hit the mark and they cut us. And that was extremely difficult to deal mm -hmm. with. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in a scenario like that would just get completely down and out and um, just sulk for, mm -hmm. for months and months and months about it. And I just told my whole team, I'm like, look guys, this is done. And this is what we're gonna do moving forward. And just immediately took all that frustration because you know, as much as I wanted to be frustrated with them, at the end of the day, it was my fault. I'm, I'm a huge fan of extreme ownership. Wow. Um, and so it's all my fault, right? Everything's my mm -hmm. fault. I just embrace that. And the sooner you accept that in your business, the better off you're going to be. Wow. Um, and, you know, through something that was pretty traumatic and, and frustrating and stressful, we've immediately had our best six month stretch in company history coming out of the back end of that. Wow. Because it, was something where I took all that frustration, all that anger and just, you know, turned it into a chip on my shoulder. Then I wanted to prove that I don't need you. I'm actually better off without you than I am with you. Hmm. And I'm having way more fun. So not only am I making more, um, more money, but I'm having more fun doing it. Hmm. And thanks. 
Like yeah. it, it's just a fun, it's a fun thing. Like, Hey, thanks for teaching me because it also taught me some things too. Right. It, it's, um, I was comfortable hiring all these additional people and adding all these expenses because I knew that there was going to be a pipeline of business. Hmm. And far too often in, in this industry, we're scared to spend the extra money because we don't know that the pipeline of business is going to be there. Mm. So we're fearful, right? Like I was spending to run that operation like 60 to $70,000 a month wow. for like, in addition to my hundred plus that I already spent. True. And like most people are not going to be comfortable adding another 60, $70,000 a month to their expenses. Mm -hmm. But I was comfortable with it because I knew that there was going to be that stream of business that was going to come from this partner, mm -hmm. um, which it did. And they delivered, but now I don't have that 60, 70,000 a month anymore. So I could just go back to what I was doing before, or I could realize, wait, I was comfortable spending that money. Wow. Then why am I not comfortable now? Just because mm -hmm. I don't know for sure that that stream of business is going to be there or do I, <laughs> because if I'm tracking my numbers and I know my shit, Mm -hmm. I know where I could take 60 grand and put it into something that's going to give me, in fact, a much better return than what I was getting over here. Mm. I could take that same amount of money and apply it in a different place wow. and actually make more money and have a whole lot more fun in the process. And so that was a really cool thing for me, too, is to kind of conquer that fear of spending more money mm. because you don't know what's going to be on the other end. Well, screw that. I don't need to know, but I do know because I track, I measure everything. I know my, you know, cost per lead, cost per conversion. Like I know my return on investment. I know everything about my business. And so if I know that this thing here has a three to one return on investment, I actually wasn't even making three to one over here. Hmm. So now that 60 that I was over here to maybe make two to one at best, I could take that same 60, put it over here and get three to one wow. and live a much better life in the process. So it helped me with that too, is just getting that, that comfort monkey out of my head that wants to stay in the comfort zone and get a little uncomfortable and come over here. And now we can make a lot more money in the process. Wow. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about that and, and, and I just had a visual of you literally punching that comfort monkey off your shoulder and, and, and literally going for it because uh, you know, a, a situation where it wasn't necessarily ideal for the outcome. Initially, you had had that six months afterwards, which absolutely killed it and crushed it. And, and again, kind of pushing the positivity forward in a, in a not so great situation to start, but then learning further. Uh, I think that's a huge lesson for everybody to take away is if you know your numbers and you know your business and you really understand what makes it increase versus decrease, you can really push that to another level. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are watching and listening, they say, oh my gosh, 100,000 plus 60,000, those are big numbers. Uh, granted, you weren't doing that year one. So th there's steps, there's processes that go through, but the sooner you get there, you have a larger opportunity to grow and scale. And it's, it's that bell curve, right? I mean, it just seems like it's going, 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 all of a sudden shoot, and it just flies up there. So I, I really love the fact that you've mentioned that, Kyle, because so many people just don't quite understand that. But th this man is living proof, everybody. Th this is not myth, right? It's not something that's off into the mist or in the fog. Uh, you can really, really do these things if you do it the right way. Surround yourself with great people and take those chances, but calculated chances. Um, and I, I think that that's that old adage, you know, getting comfortable being uncomfortable in, in totally. a certain standpoint, right? Yeah, um, Absolutely. But I, I love that, Kyle, all the way through and through. Okay, you did make it through the tough stuff. That is the hard part. So that was nothing uh, for you, Kyle. So let's go to the, actually, one of my favorite questions. It's a much softer question. It's the travel back in time. So 
Uh, again, not to downplay anything that you've been through in your life, positive or negative, because it's made you who you are. However, if you could travel back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any age range, any time frame, what would you say to younger Kyle? Um, oh, you go a lot of places with this one. You go anywhere, Kyle. It's all you. <laughs> um, honestly, the, the thing that I would have done is started on a team from day one. Like I worked with my dad on the commercial side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somewhat on a team there. But sure. when I moved over to the residential side, I figured everything out on my own. Like I was the broker. Like wow. when I worked with my dad, he was the broker on the commercial company. And when I left, I was like, well, now it's my company. I'll be the broker, mm-hmm. um, which I could have shortcutted my learning curve a ton if I would have started on a team. Okay. So that would be my best advice. If you're, you know, if you're listening to this is check your ego at the door, get this shit out of your head that like the split matters. Mm-hmm. The split doesn't matter how much money you put in your pocket at the end of the day is what matters. Mm-hmm. And so sure you could go on your own and you could make a hundred percent of every deal and close six deals and have a decent life, mm-hmm. but you only close six deals. Like what do you really know after six deals? Mm-hmm. Go be on a team, do 12 deals. Maybe it's 50, 50 split. You end up making the same amount of money, but you're learning so much more in that process and you're learning from somebody who's been there and done it. So not only are you doing it, but you're doing it, with systems in place and you're doing it efficiently and there's processes and everything built around it to where you're actually providing a great experience for those 12 people as opposed to six, which those 12 will ultimately end up being past clients and referring sources for you for the rest of your career. Um, So I think people could really shortcut their learning curve a ton if they started on a team, like wherever you want to work, just research who are the top three teams in the area and go interview them and find out who's the right fit for you because everybody runs their teams differently. Like right. there's some teams, like we have a competitor in town that are good friends. They're, we're like frenemies, right? <laughs> they like, we hit phones pretty hard. Like phones is a big part of our business sure. where to them, like they don't even know that a triple nine dialer exists, mm. right? They're, they kill with relationships. Like that's wow. all they focus on. And so like, if you're very, very relational and like, that's your jam and like, you break out in hives thinking about even getting on the phone. Like maybe that's the better fit for you. Sure. Doesn't mean that you can't be successful there or here. They both successful. Just find the company that's a better fit for you. Um, and we're super systems heavy and, and that's going to be good for some and, and not for others. So find the team in your area that you align with and put, just put your time and pay your dues. Like my assistant right now, he knows he's like, I'm going to work with you for two years. Like, I'm committing for two years and he knows damn well. He like today, for example, he had to go pick up my dry clean. Sure. That sucks. But he also got to go with me to Tom Ferry's office and sit in on the podcast that I did with Tom Ferry and sit in when I got to interview all of Tom's marketing team and he gets Mm. to sit in the room and be a part of that. Like huge, how much would people pay for that experience? Sure. He's getting that experience, which in the long haul, is going to pay dividends for him. You know, he's getting to be in the room with me. Um, like I did a, a virtual listing presentation yesterday um, where we talked with this guy with the wreath and he got to sit in the room, you know, that entire time. He's driving with me all over the county. He's getting to hear the conversations that I'm having, how I'm negotiating deals. Like those dues that he's paying, like, yeah, he's not making a ton of money right now, but he gets it. But what he is making a ton of is knowledge and experience that other people don't have to where, 
you know, when we take the reins off, he's just going to go and he's going to crush people. So um, the same thing, like start on a team, just pay your dues Mm -hmm. and you're going to make plenty of money because you're actually going to make way more consistent money being on a good team than you're going to make on your own, right? When you're on your own, you're going to have this roller coaster of income because you don't know what the hell you're doing. It's it's not going to be fun. Your spouse is going to hate you. Um, you're going to have way more fun on a team and you're just getting to plug into a machine that's already up and running. And for some people, they'll stay on the team forever. I've got agents who've been on my team for 10 years and they like the fact that they don't have to do everything. And then there's other agents who will stay for a couple years and they'll branch out on their own. And that's cool too. Um, so it doesn't mean that a team is right or wrong, but I would still start on a team no matter what. Uh, I think that's huge advice. And, and there, there were so many nuggets uh, of information inside there for people to really take away and, and have thought processes and where they are in their lives and in their careers and what's the right fit. So Kyle, I, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing that information. Uh, and again, it's, it's something that's so applicable, even to go back to your younger self and to say something like that, jump on a team. Uh, anybody who's watching or listening right now, that's advice they can apply today. If they're ever wondering or thinking, I mean, that, that is priceless information. And again, to your assistant, uh, you know, what an invaluable opportunity for, for anybody working with a true professional and learning and growing from one of the best and brightest minds in the world. Uh, and there's so many different uh, incredible producers all over the world in the United States for that matter, that again, no matter what region you're, you are right now, you're listening, you're watching, uh, you know, look in your local markets and pick out those two or three best teams. And then do what Kyle said, interview them and see if it's a right fit. I, I mean, this is, it seems like it's common sense, Kyle, but Honestly, it, common sense isn't that common at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I, ju- I just love what you're talking about inside there. So let's go into, uh, we got a couple questions left. We're almost done. And this is actually a secondary crowd pleaser uh, to question number three. This one is more of the books, the podcasts, the influencers, coaches. So how are you feeding your mind, Kyle? What books do you love or enjoy or you're currently reading or have in the past? Podcasts you love or listen to? Uh, influencers or coaches, conferences or conventions that you love to attend, uh, mastermind groups. How are you feeding your mind? Yeah, I'm the the big one that we're hooked on right now. We're shifting like the entire business model that we're running on um, to something called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Okay. Um, and so the book, the the foundational book of EOS is called Traction. Um, mm. The author is Gina Wickman, and there's like five books in the series. Um, but what I've found over the years is very few real estate coaches truly teach you how to build a business. Mm. They teach you how to generate leads, convert leads and, and all of that stuff. Right. But they don't all teach you very much how to build a true business. Mm. And EOS has been a complete game changer for us. Wow. It has put so much structure in place, which is something that all of us realtors need, like it or not. We all need more structure. Mm-hmm. Like our company is so much more structured right now. The quality of our meetings is so much higher right now. Mm-hmm. The definity of who's doing what is so much more clear now. Um, so that's been huge. So, I mean, start with the book Traction and then work your way through the series. And there's certain books that are for you versus your team members versus your company versus your leadership. Like, it's fantastic. I can't say enough good stuff about it. Um, the biggest thing, you know, for us is that um, what it does is it adds a role that a lot of us don't have in our companies. Most of us, like, we're the head of the company, and then we have like our leadership team right below us. Um, and now every company is different how many people that is. Sure. Um, but for me, there's a four-person leadership team. But what it does is it adds somebody in between me and those four mm. that's called an integrator. And it allows me to focus on being a visionary to where my job now 
is just to do things like go to conferences and, and networking events and, and masterminds and get the ideas hmm. and take all those ideas and pass them on to my integrator whose job is to sift through the 20 ideas a day that I give him and find the one that makes sense and then wow. integrate it into the business. And then when the leadership team has an issue, it comes through the integrator back to me. And so it adds this person in the middle that that's been such a game changer because now I can focus on the stuff that I really do like to do, which is going out and creating relationships um, and working with, you know, bigger accounts, bigger channel accounts. Um, as much as I love selling Mary's house and she refers me to John who refers me to Sally, like that's great. Sure. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's the foundation of this business. Um, but I'd much rather go make a relationship with Mary, who's going to give me a hundred deals a year. Um, mm -hmm. so I get to focus my time on that, wow. which is a huge high for me. And then I go land the account, hand it off. All right. Hey, I got us this account. And then my integrator takes the account and integrates it into the business. So, um, that's been huge and, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that would definitely be my number one right now. Oh, it's huge, Kyle. And, and again, everybody, we'll have links in the comments down below so that you can really take a look at every all the information that Kyle's mentioning. And Kyle, something that we didn't mention uh, very specifically, so the whistleway.com, can you tell everybody a little bit about that? What's on there so that they can really dive into you a little bit deeper? Um, what, what's going on on that site? Yeah, I mean, this is the best way to really get connected to everything that we've got going on. We have our own podcast as well. So you can subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel on there. Love it. Um, our goal, we do a, a short one. We try to keep it 20 to 30 minutes. Um, okay. Something I'm a big fan of is like, I want something you can consume on your drive to or from the office. So right. uh, we got a really nice podcast we put together. Um, you could join our referral network. We're in San Diego and 50% of my sellers are leaving San Diego right now. So we have mm -hmm. a lot of referrals to give out. So you can join our referral network on there. Wow. Um, you can connect with our Facebook group. We share everything that we're working on in our business in that group. So if you want to find out some of the new tools and systems and in things that we're doing, uh, we'll share those in there. Um, and then you can find out about events that we have coming up. So we do a uh, event called Media Mayor Mastermind, which when it pre-COVID is a two-day event in a luxury home, and we go super deep on video for two full days and essentially wow. share everything we've learned. Um, I've had a full-time videographer for almost six years now, and oh, so yeah. we share everything we've learned over that time period and just go super, super deep into video for two full days. Hmm. Um, and now we've just shifted that during COVID. That's now a virtual event. Um, and then we break that up. So instead of two days, which right now I've learned, you can't do two eight hour days on a zoom or anything. It's terrible. So we actually break it up into two hour segments and do it over an eight week period. So same content just delivered differently and for a whole lot less money. So if you go to the whistleway.com, that's where you can connect with all that stuff we've got going on. Love it, Kyle. This is chock full of incredible information, takeaways. And again, just everybody out there really uh, consuming this top-notch information. And Kyle, I can't thank you enough again for taking the time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I do want to finish everything up with one final question. Cool. And this ends up being a quote or mantra that might sum you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for Kyle Whistle? I don't know if it, what sums me up. I mean, the grow or die honestly sums me up like that's just what I live by even in my relationship dude like my wife and I we do counseling mm -hmm. and not because our relationship's a mess we do sure. it because it forces our issues to the top so that we can address them to grow our relationship wow. um, so same thing we do in our business we do in my personal life so um, that's it's just again it's an obsession for me like I have to be getting better I have to be growing because um, literally I feel if, I, if I'm not growing I'm dying no matter what I do, right? If I make 
you know, if, if I sell 400 homes this year, I will not be happy selling 400 homes next year. Hmm. Like it has to go to five or 600. Wow. And then it has to go to seven or 800. Then it has to go to a thousand, right? Like it's truly an obsession, which can be a fault too. Sure. Um, Cause I'm never going to just be content. Like my team's like, why are we changing again? Why are we changing? <laughs> do you want to grow or do you want to stay where you're at? Right. <laughs> um, but that's also why it's one of our core values too, is, is grow or die. So uh, we want people that have that growth mindset that always want to be improving. Um, and, you know, improving doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell more. It could also be that you work less, right? Like I'm working less than 40 hours a week now and wow. we'll sell, you know, by the time the year's done, we'll do north of $6 million in GCI That's and I'm working less than 40 hours a week. So mm. there's also, you know, making things more efficient. Um, right. So we always talk about like, what does it save us uh, time, make us more money, like anything like that, or just help us have more fun. Like any of those three things that we can implement into our business is stuff that I'm a huge fan of. Wow. Kyle, I, I think that sums it up beautifully. And again, just so many wonderful perspectives and representation to really setting that bar, that standard for real estate professionals who are tuning in or watching, uh, you know, this, this is incredible stuff. And, and I can't thank you enough. You are an official real estate Titan, my friend. So I have to dub that. That is a, that is an official thing. It is there and done, but uh, Kyle, it's an honor, pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, this is great. And everybody out there, thank you so much, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like it here, we're doing the Real Estate Titans. As always, like, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do need to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Linebolt Media. If you are in real estate, you're looking to dominate your local market with saturation as far as exposure and really engaging with buyers and sellers, taking that and actually converting it and nurturing it to closed transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. Now we are live here at Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Kyle. All right, bro. We'll see you later. Bye.